Hey everyone, it is another day of God's grace and you have found Alter Echo and that makes me very happy. This is Pastor Andy Smith, St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Let's come into the presence of God together and join our faith. Well, hello everyone. Here we are at the end of the month of July already ready to launch into August and the summer has gone fast. And yet we're back together again for this time of worship and I hope you are using this podcast for your worship or for a devotion that keeps you grounded during the week or for some kind of a pick-me-up where you go to God and you ask for his gospel to ring in your heart, in your mind, in your ears and guide you. And that hopefully is what this kind of technology can do for all of us at any moment in time. It's accessible and I am glad you are here and I'm glad we're together. Now, the big news is that our new pastor at St. John's Lutheran Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, Pastor Kim Kylo, will be joining us on Sunday for the very first day. She is the new Associate Pastor of Discipleship at St. John's, and we are so thrilled to have her aboard. I am thrilled to have her as a colleague. I love collegial ministry. I love working as a team, and uh, there's so much possibility and potential that exists when people do that well together. God has called us together. We believe this. Just as we believe God calls each of us, each of you, in different ways to live out the gospel in your lives with the people God calls you to as well. So we come on this day with a lot of joy in our hearts, and I hope you feel that way as well. Let the light of Christ shine in you and through you. So today, we're going to take one little pause in our Revelation series. We have two Sundays left, and we'll pick it up again next Sunday. But the pause is here because Pastor Kim will be preaching her very first sermon on Sunday. And the sermon won't be focused on Revelation. It'll be focused on the beginning of her ministry. So I'm going to go with two scripture passages today that come from the New Testament, both of them. First from 1 Corinthians, this letter to the church in Corinth that Paul had set up as the apostle and that he was trying to keep going and trying to keep encouraging to stay on track. So here is from chapter 2 in 1 Corinthians verses 1 through 5 and this is the voice of the apostle Paul. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Dear friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And then listen to these words from John chapter 3, this gospel that is so familiar and this story in this gospel that is so familiar to us. This is the Nicodemus story partway through that culminates in the gospel within the gospel, John 3, 16 and 17. This is verses 11 through 17 in John chapter 3. Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony 
If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Everyone, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Now, I want to tell you just a little bit of the emphasis on these two verses in John chapter 3 that are so important, verses 16 and 17. We know well, maybe too well in some cases, John 3.16. But John 3.17 also has to be proclaimed right alongside it. God's love for the world is all about saving the world, the whole place, the whole world. And Jesus backs that up by saying, God didn't send me into the world to condemn the world. God is not about condemnation but in order that the world might be saved through me. So what I want you to hear again today is the grace, the pure grace of Jesus coming into our lives and into the world with the very, very specific purpose of saving not just us, but everyone and the whole creation. Let's let that be our guide today. Will you pray with me? God, clear out some space now and even more than some, please, clear out space in our schedules. Let's set them aside. Clear out space in our, our minds. Let's turn off the worry for the moment or any distraction. Phones, TVs, God, we will turn them off so that we give this time to you as you give it to us. And then clear out space in our souls, our minds, our hearts, our whole selves, where you will dwell and where you will take up residence and where you will be at work, as you promise, saving us so that we can help you in your mission to save the world as well. Lord, we love you and come to you today in faith. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, I want to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 for our focus today. Paul says something really plain, really basic. Basically, he says, I know that I have to get obstacles out of your way and even out of my way so that I can proclaim the gospel to you in ways that we all can understand it. That's what he was saying here in chapter 2. He said, I have to get out of the way even my own arrogance. I have to get out of the way sometimes the lofty words that I use that we all don't share in common or understand in common. I've got to get all those things out of the way so that you and I can come together on the level ground 
in the most regular ways and know the most important thing. What was it? Jesus Christ, and then what did Paul say? And him crucified. Paul here is keeping the main thing, the main thing. The main thing is that Jesus was crucified by a sinful and broken world in order that he might take that sin and that brokenness upon himself and take it down into death so that it didn't have ultimate power over anything or anyone, you and I included, ever again. That's what the crucifixion is about. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son to this crucifixion, to this to this ultimate end, this end that was going to happen because people couldn't take it, couldn't take being subjects to even a God who is so good and gracious. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son to this crucifixion. And the crucifixion happened, and that's the most important thing we need to know. Without a crucifixion, can there ever be a resurrection? So, where do we go with this? Let me tell you a quick little story. Ever heard of glossophobia? <laughs> it's the fear of public speaking. All right, raise your hands. I can see them all going up. <laughs> Who doesn't have some fear of public speaking? Of course, that's normal. Problem is that we never challenge ourselves sometimes to get beyond it. Of course, I had claustrophobia when I was a kid, and I'm going to tell you a quick little story about this, but I don't anymore. So here's the story. I got through high school without having to take a speech class because we had the choice between debate and speech, and I loved debating, and that was a great class. So I got to college, Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota, and freshman year, first semester, <laughs> I had my very first speech class, which turned out to be a very great thing. I had never, though, gotten up to give a speech. So it was a descriptive speech that we were supposed to give, and I, you could choose anything to describe, and I chose three golf balls because I was a big golfer. It was my passion, and the year before, when I was a senior in high school, for the very first time in history, a golf ball came out that wasn't the color white. Remember this? This would have been back in 1982, 81, 82. Yes, they produced orange golf balls, bright orange, and, and then also optic yellow golf balls. And to this day, some people still use them. So I brought these three golf balls, and they were going to be my descriptors. And I put them on the podium that I was standing behind, which had two leaves that would come up, you know, like a drop leaf table on each side. And I got up, and boy, my mouth got all cottony and dry. My knees were trembling behind that uh, podium. I was sweating. You can, you've been there. You've all been there. And I put these golf balls down on one of the side wings, and all of a sudden they started rolling because the wing wasn't level. And one by one, every single one of them dropped on the tile floor, made all kinds of noise, started rolling under the other students' desk chairs. And of course, there was all kinds of laughter. I even looked over at my professor. She was laughing. It actually probably helped me because it broke the, the anxiety and <laughs> the, the semi-suffering that I was going through there. And I finally, after getting them all picked up and brought back so that I could describe them, I finally started my speech. And I do believe that in that moment, I was really consciously aware of the fact that the golf balls weren't the main thing. The main thing was what I had to say. And I had to say it in such a way that everybody could understand it. Even those golf balls became a little bit of a distraction and an obstacle. 
and they needed to get those out of the way so that the message about those golf balls, as simple as it might have been, could be clear and understandable. Well, this is exactly what Paul is saying. No matter our fear of speaking, our job as people of faith, as Christians, is to tell the gospel to other people. Think of your children or your grandchildren or your nieces and nephews, perhaps your neighbors. Have you ever told the gospel to people? Have you ever told something like, for God so loved the world that he, he was on a cross for the sake of the world? Why? Out of love. Out of love to, and to save it. Have you ever spoken those words, uttered them, articulated them? We're really good at doing what St. Francis of Assisi said, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. We're really good at coming up short on using words, but trying to find ways to show it. But people don't know always that that's us showing our faith. So here's what I want to say to you today. How could you, in simple ways, in very clear ways, talk about your faith with the people in your life? How could you do it in such a way that it wouldn't be a turnoff to people or, you know, your greatest fears would be realized that people thought you were kooky or crazy or, you know, just a, just a church nut or something like that? Because I know that those are real. Those are real things that people think about. How could you do it in such a way that it would be clear, simple, and powerful, and it would come from the heart of the promise, which is that Jesus gave his life for us, turned himself inside out, was self-giving and sacrificial, huh? There's, there it is. There's the truth that that's what love, God's love for the world is all about, and consequently, that's what our love for the world and the people around us should be all about as well. Well, I'm going to give you three possibilities, and I hope you use all three. I believe that one way you could get at this with people is to say, you know what, my faith is really important to me. And as I look at Jesus, I see some things that are especially important for him. He died on the cross for us, gave himself for others. And so one of the things that I would want to be, just like him, is to be one who gives myself for others. I want to be self-sacrificial. I want to be selfless. That's the kind of character that I want to have that comes from my faith and especially from watching my Lord. I want to be selfless. I want to be generous. I want to be self-giving. I want to be sacrificial. Is it an uphill climb? Sure. But this is the eye that I have on that goal. My eye is on that goal. So there's number one, being self-giving and sacrificial, just like my Lord. Secondly, we know that the crucifixion was all about forgiveness. Why wouldn't we say to each other, not just show it, but say to each other, like my Lord, I want to be forgiving. I want to have a way and a heart, but also words and a voice that is forgiving merciful, hopeful for 
a change of heart after forgiveness takes place because you know what? That's who Jesus was. That was his character. Why shouldn't it be my character as well? So if I know Jesus and I am talking about that with you, I just want you to know that I'm trying really hard to be a forgiving person because that's who my Lord is. So there's number two. And then third, why couldn't we say, I heard from Jesus, the one who I'm patterning my life after over and over again, that love is everything. I want to be loving, but I don't want to just be loving. I want to talk about love too. I want to say freely more and more every single day, I love you. I, I love you. It's the most joyful thing to be able to say to the people in our lives. I so cherish you. I am so grateful for you that, that I love you. And, and this comes from the character of my, my Lord, Jesus. He showed it, but he said it over and over again, too. And so did God, for God so loved the world, loved the world, not condemned it, but loved the world. And I know that I have a part to play in that as well. So everyone, to be focused on self-giving ways and sacrificial words and generous, selfless words and ways, that's the characteristic that you can share and talk about because it was Jesus' characteristic. And to be focused on for being forgiving and on forgiveness and saying, I forgive you, I forgive you, or I ask for your forgiveness is another way to say, Jesus had this characteristic and so do I. I want it. And finally, I love you. Love is where I'm going. Love is what I've got my eye on. It's, it's the prize and my eye is on the prize. And I want to be like that as well. That cuts through all the obstacles. It cuts through anything that's confusing. It cuts through fear and glossophobia <laughs> because we can do this. That's what Paul was getting at. That's how we pass along the faith. That's how we live it, but also share it verbally, and people know then who Jesus is, who the Lord and Savior of this world is. I ask for God's blessings for all of you as you go one step deeper again after this today and continue to grow in taking on the character of your Lord and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you all. See you next week. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. 
Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.